0: Hey, Being at Work listeners, I've got a treat for you today. Taking over this week's Daily Doses of Leadership episodes is Erica Ballard. In her words, she's a life coach helping women create the lives they deserve. And she is an absolute dynamo. All leaders are so important. But Eric is here to share insight and encouragement specifically for women in the workforce. I know I am soaking these messages in. So take a listen and enjoy for yourself.
1: Okay, we have to talk about women's own unconscious bias if we are to address retaining women in the workforce. And this is a really important point that most people don't talk about but we have to. Because if workplaces make changes to retain women, but women don't change how they think about themselves, they'll leave. This is why the work I do through the B Method not only addresses the policy and procedural changes companies need to make to retain women, but also looks at the changes women have to make within themselves to stay at a company. Because you see... Us as women have our own unconscious biases. And of course we do. We've been fed messages from a very young age that good girls are seen, not heard, and that it's weak to ask for help and that women should always be there for their kids. And while none of this is true, as it's important to speak up, ask for help, and cultivate independence in our children, we grew up hearing these messages and we've internalized them, which is why even though we know they're wrong, we keep playing them out unconsciously. Unless of course we've done work around them, but most of us haven't. Which is why to address retention issues specific to women, companies need to help their female employees address their own unconscious biases. Now, real quick, it might seem a little tricky to execute on this stuff, but it's a lot simpler than you think, especially if you set the intention to address it. And to help you out, like I did in the last episode, I'm going to share a few things you can do to address and neutralize women's unconscious biases. So thing one, implement programming to address these biases. This can look like programming to help women increase their confidence or improve their negotiation skills or manage their money. It can also look like implementing mentorship or sponsorship programs so women can enter spaces and conversations that showcase another way of leading and working. And this can look like resource groups so that women can discuss the issues and problems they face and solve them together. And real quick, there are obviously many options, which is why it's important to choose the ones that your women need. Got it? Now moving on to thing two. Train male managers and leaders on how to specifically support women. Now this might seem a bit much, but when you think about the fact that most managers are males and most leaders are males with only one in 10 women at the leadership level nationally, this matters. Because unless men have done training around their own gender biases, they often don't see that they have any. And let's be honest, they don't mean to have any, but just like women, they too are bombarded with messages about how women should act. And while men might disagree with these messages at the conscious level, that doesn't mean that they haven't internalized them. So it's important that this work is done by men to ensure women can do their own work. And now thing three, implement company procedures that address unconscious gender biases among employees. Now this can look like implementing a no interruption policy as women are interrupted 33% more than their male colleagues. This could also look like reconfiguring performance reviews to be gender neutral, which is clearly needed given that 66% of women receive negative feedback on their personal style and performance reviews compared to 1% of men. And this can also also look like evaluating candidates for internal promotions based on past work experiences versus potential as women continue to be rated as lower on potential than men, even if they have the exact same experience. And like I said in the last episode, I know I laid out a lot here, but all of it is doable, which is why I'm going to ask you again to pick one thing and commit to implementing it. Because change takes action. And if we want to change retention for the better in our companies, we have to start changing the way we treat women.